What's your bucket list? Do you have a bucket list? I know some of you are so young that, no, you don't have a bucket list, but I think it's under the naive assumption that you're going to be able to do everything that your heart desires in this world. But I can tell you, having just celebrated another year around the sun, another birthday, my bucket list is still very large, but I'm beginning to look at the calendar and think, I'm not going to be able to go every place, eat everything, see everything, do everything that I want to do. Now, bucket lists have become very, very popular on both TV and books and certainly in the blogosphere. Just blog uh, 10 top sites in this city or 10. We took a vacation this past summer to Germany and as we were making our itinerary, we, we said, all right, what are the top 10 sites in Germany? Well, we not only connected to the top 10 sites or 10 things to do as a tourist, but 100. And then, of course, there's under that, there's the, the 10 top foods of Germany, as well as the 10 top vacation locations or historic locations. There's just simply more than could go around. Well, this evening, very, very briefly, I want you to consider Simeon. Simeon had one thing that he wanted, one thing on his bucket list. Before he died, he wanted to see the salvation that God had promised his people Israel. He was very knowledgeable of the Bible, the Old Testament, the prophets and the law. We read here, as I've just read, that he was a man that he was righteous and devout. So he was in the temple, he was in church every day. But he wasn't a Pharisee or a preacher type. He was a worshiper. He was like you. He believed in God. He worshiped God. But there was a longing in his heart that his eyes would see God's promise. God's promise in the Messiah, to send a Savior to rescue a people in a very, very dark place. He saw, even as we see, humanity at its, at its worst. And he longed for a day that God would, would turn the tables, that God would change the world, that God would come in and he would rescue his people. He'd be a light in the darkness. And he would change the hearts and the minds of people so that no longer would we hurt but we would love one another, even with God in our midst, the great Emmanuel. Well, the day arrived that Joseph and Mary brought Jesus. Now they're the child, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, is in the temple. He's back in his church. And Simeon, led by the Holy Spirit, that, that, that internal God in us that that gives us what I call the the nudge, said, that's him. The Holy Spirit is also the one that opens our eyes and opens our ears. It was the Holy Spirit that, just like us, convinced him, this is not an ordinary baby. This is not a baby that is being presented for circumcision eight days. This is not a baby that is being presented for its christening name. This is no ordinary baby. And the world is...
is not going to be saved by simply the innocence of children. It's going to be saved by God come into this world, taking flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And so like you, Simeon got the nudge by the Holy Spirit. Simeon's eyes were open. Simeon saw in a moment in Christ salvation. He was wanting it. He was looking. He was praying. And now God showed him this Christmas day the Savior in Jesus. And that's my prayer. That's my prayer for each one of us. That in just a a few minutes, we're going to walk out of here and we're going to have worshipped God and we're going to have celebrated Christ's birth. But do we see the impact that He's come as our Savior? And not just once, but over and over again. For you see, we believe by the working of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life that Christ is still at work saving Phil Stogner from himself. I've still got enough years and time to blow it. But God has said, I'm going to be your God in union with you through Christ. He is your salvation, not simply now, but forever. He is taking me, an unholy man, And He's making me more and more holy in the very image of Christ. Because of Christ, come and come into our life and into our world, never to leave us or forsake us. There's a a group out there that has actually come to be one of the the new psychological uh, listings for a mental disorder. It's called FOMO. F-O-M-O means fear of missing out. We look at other families' Instagram or Facebook posting or we get the perfect Christmas card with the family detailing everything they've done in the last year, the foods they've eaten, the, the countries they've gone to, the vacation, the perfect vacation that they have. And we think, wow, that's a perfect family. They're not dysfunctional like mine. I wish I had that. I wish I could do that. We have this fear of missing out. But I want to tell you, tonight we celebrate as a people that we haven't missed out. The biggest and most important thing on our bucket list is checked off. Seeing Jesus Christ, not simply as a babe, but as my Savior. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for your word, which is true. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give us fresh eyes and fresh ears as we hear and sing the hymns even tonight to see your son, Jesus Christ, as our beautiful Savior. And that like Simeon, we can say, I can be free. I can be dismissed. I can go in peace now. For the greatest thing in my life has come to pass in seeing your salvation. May we hold him, worship him, embrace him, walk with him all the days of our life as we pray in Christ's name. Amen.